Hey everybody, welcome back to Pluses and Minuses. I am your host, Micah Green, and this is the podcast where I work my way through the Disney Plus library alphabetically and share my thoughts with you along the way. I hope everybody is uh, doing alright this week uh, with the recent um, developments hitting everybody. Um, I hope everyone's doing all right out there and is able to make the best of a difficult situation. Um, Anyway, uh, I hope everybody was able to tune in last week. Hope you all enjoyed our episode on the adventures of Huck Finn. Uh, If you haven't gotten a chance to listen to that one, uh, give it a chance. Anyway, um, this week... Uh, we kind of switch gears a little bit and, um, not maybe in the best way. Uh, we had our first documentary this week with, uh, African Cats, the Disney nature documentary Earth Day release from 2011 the synopsis we get from Disney Plus tells us an epic true story set against the backdrop of one of the wildest places on earth. African Cats captures the real life love, humor, and determination of the majestic kings of the savannah. Narrated by Samuel L. Jackson, the story features Mara, an endearing lion cub, who strives to grow up with her mother's strength, spirit, and wisdom. Sita, a fearless cheetah and single mother of five mischievous newborns, and Fang, a proud leader of the pride who must defend his family from a rival lion and his sons. So, this is kind of Disney Nature's shtick, as far as I can tell. This is only the second Disney Nature film I have watched. I did watch uh penguins when it came out last year um and what they seem to like to do is gather a lot of footage of animals in whatever setting they have chosen and kind of craft a narrative around the footage they get and i'm not sure they really nailed it this time um i thought penguins was cute and fun and everything African Cats was just uh, kind of a lot. It is an hour and a half long, and it feels like five years. It It just goes on and on and on and on. And sure, it's narrated by Samuel L. Jackson... But does that help it? Not really. So one of the problems I think this movie has is it has uh, too many storylines. It tries to follow too many different animals. First you have this lioness and her cub Mara and we're following them and the struggles of Layla the lioness to raise Mara and take care of her as she's 
aging and having a, a whole heck of a time and then you uh, then you switch gears completely to this cheetah for some reason who is all by herself with five cubs and then you're also worried about the leader of the pride that Layla and Mara are in named Fang who is maybe the most disgusting looking lion I have ever seen. They show him and he's called Fang because he has this severely messed up tooth that he got from some recent like battle and it is so gross like uh like why 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 him like it's just this like one pointy tooth that's just like flipping and flopping all over the place and it's so distracting and so gross and so it really just like you're like oh here's the lion is oh here's uh fang oh here's uh Sita the the cheetah and her cubs and it's like here and and it's like pick a storyline for crying out loud you know it's just uh, it's so much so there's the whole thing with Mara and I don't really remember a whole lot about what her deal is it's just like oh she's a lion cub trying to grow up and be part of the pride and then uh there's the the one of the big problems is this cheetah who is trying to raise five cubs all by herself which is like hey Obviously, this isn't going to work out well for you. So, um, heads up there. And so, we go through her storyline. And, spoiler alert, along the way, she loses two of her cubs. And then there are, like, two different prides of lions separated by this river and it's like rival gangs and there's uh fang and mara and layla and all them are in the river pride which is south of this river but then north of the river there's this lion named kali and his sons and they're just waiting for their opportunity to come across the river and take down Fang and take over this other pride, which, yeah, they do. And then Fang goes off to never be seen again, and it's like, uh, thank you, I did not ever want to look at him ever again. And so, but the whole time, it's just like, there's nothing redeeming about the narratives they have crafted around any of these animals it's all just like uh this constant cycle of oh and now there's a dangerous situation and they're dealing with this dangerous situation and oh and then they sometimes 
they got out of the situation unscathed. Sometimes uh, Sita the cheetah lost two of her cubs, or uh, Mara's mother almost died. And then at one point, after Mara's mother dies and Fang gets, um, like, excommunicated from this lion pride... I guess all the lions just kind of turn on Mara because she's not their cub. And so she gets, like, also excommunicated from the group. And so there's a period of the movie where she's just off by herself trying to raise her own self before she tries to come back to the pride. And so the whole movie is just like this constant cycle of the animals getting into dangerous situations and resolving the dangerous situation and then the oh shocker there's more danger for these animals and oh shocker they dealt with it again and oh here we go again and it's just like stop it like um like you're not bringing any like major innovation to the world of nature documentaries and nature documentaries are notoriously boring for a reason but also the way the documentary resolves at the end did not make any sense to me at the end it's like and it in the end it was a story of the triumph of two mothers and i was like what did did we did we watch the same movie because that's not what it felt like to me at all and it's like sure sita succeeded in raising three of her cubs to adulthood And sure, Mara ended up growing to adulthood and being fine and ending up back in the pack. But there was, there was no, there was no triumph. There was, there was no great resolve for any of these animals. And it's like, you, you can try to craft a narrative out of these animals. But in the end, all you have is a bunch of footage of cheetahs and lions. Like, you have... You have not really done a whole lot here that that merits a narrative story. And so it's just like the movie finally ended and it was like, oh, thank goodness. And the credits rolled and a Jordan Sparks song that nobody has ever heard before because why would they have watched this movie plays and you're just so glad that it's finally over while they're making funny animal puns about how different African animals could have worked on this movie. Like, oh, look, the the giraffes were the crane operators. Ah, ha, 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 ha. The, the secretary bird was the script supervisor. Ah, ha, ha, we're so clever. It's like... No, no, you're not, but you tried real hard and nobody, nobody can take that away from you. 
and in a, a shocking turn of events, I, out of curiosity, looked up the score that this movie received on Rotten Tomatoes, and it was like 73%, and I was like, I don't, I, the thing about critics is I don't get them. It's, it's cause they'll, they'll tear apart a perfectly good movie and then give ridiculously high scores to, uh, subpar movies like this one. And it's just, it, it's mind boggling to, to be sure. So anyway, um, I guess we've gotten to the point where I need to rate this movie and, um, it may come as no surprise to you at this point, but I think that African Cats is going to be my first minus because I just, like, the thing is, I got through it, and there were, there were some parts that were legitimately interesting or enjoyable to watch in this movie, but overall, it was not interesting enough to merit an hour and a half runtime, and it certainly did not leave me thinking that I will ever want to go back and watch this movie again. So it's as it's not that it's like a super terrible movie, but I I overall did not enjoy it. <laughs> And have no interest in ever watching it again. And so I just, like, that that kind of reaction doesn't merit a plus. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you, you, got, you got a minus. They're not all going to be winners here, Disney. That's why it's pluses and minuses. So we got through it. If you haven't seen African Cats yourself... Um, I'm not necessarily going to recommend that you go and watch it, but if you are curious, it, I, I suppose it is only an hour and a half of your life. Um, unfortunately, next week we have a very similar movie. <laughs> it is one of the uh, true life adventure movies the african lion so be sure to come back <laughs> next week please come back as we discuss the african lion and perhaps i will uh take the time to go over the similarities and differences between African cats and the African lion. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, please be sure to share this podcast with your friends. 
um, subscribe, let me know what you think of everything, and I will uh, be back with everybody next week. All right, I'll see you then. Bye.